you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. Hey, it's GeForce O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 516 now of the Ron and Don Show live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, seems like Starbucks is, well, they're at it again. <laughs> they, have, they have a ritual that uh, they want you to adopt. And uh, we'll see if Ron and I are going to adopt that. Also, we have to talk about our brains breaking bad Habits, they're hard to break. New study says they're very hard to break, but maybe science can help. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I have some friends that, as they have gotten older, especially in their 40s, 50s, heading toward their 60s, they've kind of discovered on their own the four-day work week. And one of my friends does a typical weekend and then has a day off in the middle of the week, like on a Thursday. And then I have another friend who takes the weekend off and then it, the, the day will fluctuate between Friday and between Monday. So they kind of switch and they go back and forth. There's, there's a new study out. In fact, uh, I think the study is from Europe. And they've been looking at the four-day work week because I know a lot of us, especially if you're in tech, you have a lot of these tech CEOs now that are saying you are going to come back to work at least three times a week. So if you've adopted the four-day work week, it means out of those four days, you're going to have to go to work at least three of those days. I can tell you all our young tech clients that I have asked about this, they all hate it. They're going to do whatever it takes to continue to work at home. And if that means quitting for a while and living off their savings until the Elon Musk uh, come to their own senses, they're like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because we have all the leverage in the world right now, and we're not going to give that leverage awake by going back to work. Ron, what say you about the four day work week. Well, the thing that was interesting to me about this study, and you're right, it did come out of the UK, is they it was a, a structured sponsored thing. So a lot of times when we hear these stories, it's from, you know, some website like BuzzFeed and they just get anecdotal stories. You know, they'll like put a post out on 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 the social medias and people will go, I work a four day work week and it's great or whatever. And you just they'll they'll collate a bunch of comments and it's kind of like back in the day when we were on the radio and they did a man on the street interview where it's Which like I kind of like though, because when people give specific stories, like like every once in a while you'll watch some of that about a restaurant. Hey, I was, I was, I was a fry cook in a restaurant growing up and this is what you should know. And I'm like, Damn, I wish I would have known that when I was eating there. When Those I was ones I do like. Yeah, like, I like when, when we're trying to make a, a pronouncement about something like what's better, a five day work week versus a four day work week, you, you can't go by anecdotal evidence. So in the UK, they set this study up and they're like, we're not just going to, we're going to look at all the metrics here. And so we're going to do a pilot program. Companies can opt in and then we're going to look at productivity. We're going to look at uh, lifestyle balance. We're going to look at levels of happiness. We're going to look at 
pro, you know, profitability for the company, workplace culture. Like, so they did a, a sort of a longitudinal study on this. And, and what they found is after these companies per, went through this process and actually had an independent group, uh, an independent, you know, uh, the, the study, um, people that set it up, diagnose it and give them res- the results. In a sense, they, they weren't so close that they couldn't see it anymore. So they're like, okay, wow, this is pretty clear. The majority of the companies are like, we're not going to go back to the five-day work week. Now that we've seen this, and we're not biased because this the these people that did the study were not biased anyway. They just set it up. We've seen the results. This works, uh, and you know the evolution of the of the five day work week. Um, a lot of this goes back to, and it, it's it's really interesting when you read stories about this. A lot of these things that we have in our society in America specifically go back to um, the industrial revolution where it's like, we have a factory, we need to produce Model A or Model T Fords, and so here's how we're going to do it. You look at how the public school system was uh, invented in America and structured in America, it was creating factory workers. You went from you know preschool to mid-school to high school into the factory, and the, the system is set up so it was pretty seamless. So when you got out of high school, uh, or in college and you went to the factory, it wasn't foreign. You knew what to expect. It's like, okay, I come in, I go, you know, I put a punch in my time card. I go to my station, I do my thing. I look at my break. Like you, you had the routine. So like school wasn't set up, um, for max to maximize education. It was set up to produce factory workers. And you know, the factory work week was set up for the profitability of Henry Ford. It wasn't set up. Like there was no such thing as work-life balance back then. So like, there's no magic number around five day work week. There's no magic number around Saturday and Sunday being your days off and Monday through Friday at 9am to 5 Like all of that stuff is a construct of just the way the United States evolved. So I think it's brave in a lot of ways to step back and go, what if we work two extra? You and I have a very good friend who works at Boeing four days. He's like, I work two extra hours a day, Monday through Thursday. And I have a three day work week. And that has made his Boeing career last way longer than it would have if he had to grind out five days. Cause he's like, I can focus for those times. I know I have my three days off. I can go skiing. I can work on a guitar. I can go out on the boat, whatever he's going to do because his mental health is so much better. And again, there's nothing magical about whether or not he works two extra hours on a Tuesday afternoon versus the middle of the morning on a Friday. Yeah. And I think what you'll see happen is I think you'll see people live longer and work longer. Uh, You think, you think about first responders and some are two days on two days off. Some are, you know, four days on, two days off, four days on, two days. It, it just kind of depends. But for them, it's like I'm already at the fire station or I'm already at the police department. I already got all this gear on. I'd rather just come and and either if I, at, the, at the firehouse do a 24-hour shift and just stay here or if I'm at the police department, yeah, have all this battle rattle on. Uh, I'm already I'm clocked in. Yeah. So I, I, I might as well just continue to do this job for a couple extra hours and then buy myself another hour during the work week. And I think for a lot of us, you know, if you're a pilot, you're, you're forced out in your, in, in your sixties and maybe you should be, cause we don't want people having heart attacks up there that are supposed to be flying planes. But I do think, um, 
statistically, I think about some of my friends, especially police officers, that have really, you know, had a full career. And I have a friend, uh, his name is Mike McGann. We've had him on the show before. He was a robbery detective, a great robbery detective for the last 35 years. He just retired. He built a home in Montana. He's living in Montana now. He, he, he is looking for another job right now. And I said, why are you doing that? You're in retirement. He goes, you know what? I just need a little something. Because he said, statistically, if you look at guys like me that have all this adrenaline for the last 35 years, a lot of us end up dying after we retire uh, within the first two to five years. So he said, it is important to stay out there, to keep working. He said, I noticed this with my parents. His mother just passed away. He said, the fact that she worked almost till her dying day, she ran a catering business, but it was something that she loved. It was, she was around people. It was social. She had great people that worked for her. She did it when she wanted to. It wasn't something where she had to go grind and go home. And I think for a lot of us looking at work differently as we get older can actually add a little more spice to our life. And it can, it can provide a framework that I think a lot of people lose when they retire. They sit at home. They stop being curious. They get fat. They get obese. They don't move and they watch the damn prices right. So, so I think not only looking at work right now, Ron, uh, while we're in it, but also as we're looking at retirement, what does retirement really, really look like for people as they get older? And I think having some work with that work-life balance as we get older and not just all life, uh, I think that that's going to be pretty important. I think you should apologize to The Price is Right. It's <laughs> not a bad show. You see, he's about to turn 100 years old. Bob Barker? Yeah. Good for him. I think they're going to have him on. I think, you and know, and there's, I take that back, O'Neill. They're celebrating, I think they're celebrating 50 years of The Price is Right. So he didn't start, you, you think about, I guess he didn't start doing that show until he was almost 50. Yeah, Julia Childs didn't have her big career till after 50. Nah, love it. All right, uh, more on the other side. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. You know, the weather's starting to change a little bit, getting a little bit better. Some of us are thinking, hey, maybe I'm going to do a road trip. Maybe I'm going to go up to the ski area. Maybe I'm going to go across the mountains. If you're doing any of those things before you go on a big trip, go get your free Les Schwab pre-trip safety check. They're going to take a look at your tires, your battery, your brakes, your alignment, and more. And then if there's anything that needs uh, fixing, they're going to recommend based on what you really need. Or what if you need some fixings, Ma? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's the Beverly Hillbillies, 1943. Anyway, if you need new tires, you guys, save up to $150 right now. It's Les Schwab's Founder, Founders Day celebration sale. You can select tire sizes, different types. All you got to do is go to LesSchwab.com and see what's available right now. That's LesSchwab.com or stop by yeah, a Les Schwab Tire Center. Just about 84 locations to serve you. To find the one near you, again, LesSchwab.com. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. And let's talk about real estate agents, big brokerages, small brokerages, and commissions. Money, money, money. Guess who doesn't want to talk about it? Yeah. Sometimes your real estate agent that took all your money is in a Cancun right now. <laughs> or a real estate agent that I know that just made $60,000 and he went out and bought a play. Ron, it is pretty incredible that brokerages, real estate agents, they don't want to talk about commissions. And guess what? We do. Because when it comes to commissions, 
Everybody should make sure, whether you use us or somebody else, that you negotiate that commission. That right there is non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable. And there have just been some huge changes in how this all works in Washington State. Uh, The lawyers all got together. They have rewritten all of the rules around this, all of the forms, all of the disclosures. And it is radically different than even six months ago on how we disclose who gets paid, how you get informed about who and what and how everybody gets paid. Don and I would like to do that journey with you, let you know with full transparency so you can trust exactly what is happening in your real estate. Yeah, we're always going to talk about the commission. And I will also say this. Sometimes you guys are paying too much. Sometimes you're not paying enough, right? If you want me to do all the work to your house, you're going to have to pay me. If you want to do all the work and we're just selling your house, yeah, let's pay you, all right? Find out more at ronanddonsitdown.com. Let's talk commissions at ronanddonsitdown.com. And make sure, even if you're using another agent, one of the first things you should be talking about is the things that people don't want to talk about, and that's your money, 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 money. And now, back to the Ron and Don Show. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. A lot of us, as the new year started, have talked about uh, breaking bad habits. And the important thing about sometimes, if you're going to break a bad habit, I think, as James Clear talks about in his book, you have to replace that with a good habit and or habits. Because otherwise, you cancel a bad habit, and then you're just kind of jonesing. For that bad habit. Can, can I talk about a fail I had this morning? Oh, when, yeah. Bad when, habits are hard to break, and we want to talk about the fact that they say uh, science is here now. Maybe it will help us. Yeah, so, and this goes straight to what you said. So in Atomic Habits, he talks about you have a, a trigger, and then the trigger makes you have a craving, and then you do the habit, and you get some sort of resolution to the craving, and then the loop you know, begins again. There's one other stage in there, and I forget what it was. And what sucks is now that you've read it in the James Clear book, while you're doing it, you yes, recognize that exactly. you're doing it, whereas before, you would just kind of fall into it, right. and now you're like, I know exactly what I'm doing exactly. to myself so right now. So this happened to me yeah. Self-sabotage. I was out showing some houses, and I, drew, I was going right by the Top Pot Donut. And so that location, because there's the Top Hot Donut, the Molly Moons, and the Tribunale Pizza. Bam, bam, bam. All three of them are great comfort foods. And a great coffee shop right across. Great coffee shop. And so I'm going right by there, and I'm triggered. And I was like, you know what would be good right now is an apple fritter. You know I'm an apple fritter guy. You. Top Pot has a phenomenal apple fritter. An apple fritter with a, with a glass of cold chocolate milk on a summer's day, oh. there might not be anything better. So, I'm, so now I'm triggered. And now I know exactly what Molly Moons isn't open yet, and Via Tribunale is not open yet. The gym, all, the, but, the, my gym is right down the street. Why didn't you stop in there? Uh, why, I wasn't, I wasn't triggered you- about the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, so I knew I was triggered. Uh, and from the James Clear, I, like, I knew I was triggered. I was like, yeah, I know I'm triggered right now by this location. And that's, but, why, you, that's why you showed up today, and you're like, I just started smoking today. Right. Yeah. Filling that habit. But I was like, "Ah, I could really use a cup of coffee. And so I went in. I had my apple fritter. I had a cup of coffee. And I really enjoyed it. It was great. But you can't, every time I go by that, it can't trigger either ice cream pizza or... Or it a does. donut. It does. It though. does though. That's where that's where and my so it's that's hard where my to, son and I have, have ice cream on Fridays. So. And so that's this article was talking about like there's some stuff. It's not as easy as willpower 
Uh, like a lot of times this actual brain chemistry, actual imbalances in, in how your body is physically wired. And the, the, they profile a guy in the story that struggled with his weight forever and the satiety, satiated feelings. Yeah. And there's that new drug class that just came out and he went on the drug. It was like immediately, immediate change. And he, he talks about the relief he felt and the, the fear. So he's like, I spent my entire life feeling like I was the failure, that I was the fat guy, that, the, that I should be ashamed of myself and my body and how I move through the world. And he goes, mm. two days on this new drug, and it completely revolutionized my life. He's like, this is what normal people feel like, that they can eat a regular-sized piece of food oh, wow. and feel full. And so he, he felt like, and now he's afraid, and he's actually caught himself rationing the drug. So he's like, what happens if this drug goes away? And I forget that. Is it Olesta or something like that? Yeah, there's, 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 there's 60 minutes just in a piece on it. So he's like, he's actually skipped a couple days so that he can, he's hoarding it wow. just because it's hard to get right now, it even though he has a, pres a prescription. Mm -hmm. But he's like, this has been a thing, like you talked about with this triggering of he's carried the shame through his life, his entire life, when really it was a chemical a, a literal brain chemistry situation uh, for him. I don't know if me getting a apple fritter is a brain chemistry situation, but it, it doesn't seem like it's a willpower thing. It really doesn't like it. Of course I could have driven by there, but something else is going on besides yeah. willpower. Yeah. My son was having a hard time falling asleep. And so we looked at it and we're like, well, maybe we're on our screens a little late. Maybe we're watching movies too late. And then maybe we're having sugar too late. Maybe we're, maybe we're eating ice cream too late. But we both like ice cream and we like Molly Moons. So what we did is we rethought it. And we said, you know what we'll do? Instead of having uh, having ice cream at night, if we feel like we want to have something, we'll have popcorn instead. We'll be careful about all the salt and butter that we add because, boy, is that good. And then, and then, and then also we're like, we don't have to be dessert people every night. So we don't have to have dessert every night. So, but we do want to have ice cream. So we plan it. So every other Friday we go to that Molly Moons and, and we have ice cream. And then on Sunday, if we're having people over and we cook a big meal or something, then we'll, then we'll have desserts with everyone. So, so maybe we've, we, by, by having that planned into our schedule, it makes me not stop at the Molly Moons. Cause I'm like. I have an appointment uh, this Friday or next Friday or whatever. So, it, so it's just looking at that differently. But, but again, I don't, I, I, I don't have the draw to sugar that a lot of people have. But I have a draw to other things. So I, I have great respect for people where it's 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 very difficult when sometimes you feel like your addiction issue or the thing that you're struggling with is also something that you have to have. So, so food is a B I T C H. It really is. It is. And it's also good to read stories like this to go. Uh, it's not a willpower thing. You're not an inferior human being uh, just because you stumble or you struggle with something like this. So th that was encouraging. And, and, and it also made me realize we think we know a lot about the human body and how it works we don't know anything Jeez. like we, we do, but we don't. There's a lot of stuff that we don't understand. All you got to do is go to the dentist. I went to the dentist the other day. He's one of the best dentists in the world. He's I'm sure Donald Trump goes to see him. He's, he's the brightest and best. 
But but sometimes they're in your mouth and it's just like they have like a little wooden hammer. It's like they're Geppetto in there <laughs> right. with, with Pinocchio. You're like, really? This is the science? This is this this is this is dentistry? So anyway. Hey you guys don't go anywhere. Let's do one more segment on the other side. Hey, Mitch Weeks joins us here from Mitch.Loans, the sponsor of the show. Mitch, we just did a deal for a client, and you've talked about in other spots a 3 one buy-down. He didn't do that, but he's still got a lower rate than the published rate. How did that work? Yeah, you can do something called paying points, where you actually pay a certain percentage of your loan, usually less than a percent of your loan. It's not that big a number, but he got the sellers to pay it, and that was great negotiating by both of you. And so the sellers gave him a chunk of money up front that bought down his rate. Market rates now in about the 7% range, and they used you know $15,000 to buy down their rate to a 6%. So for the whole life of this 30-year loan, he gets to pay his loan as if Rates were a 6% when he bought, even though they were a 7 If it drops down lower than that, he can refinance. He absolutely can. He can get out of that loan at any time. There's no prepayment penalty on any of our loans. You can refi, pay it all off if you win the lotto, or just start paying more. And there's an advantage to doing that. And we can talk about that with you, too. All right. So we have a bunch of different strategies to finance a purchase right now. Uh, You can check out Mitch's website at Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don show. Uh, during the holidays, because my mom was staying here, I kind of got in this flow of uh, I would get up early, I would go work out, and then I would stop by Starbucks and I'd buy her sandwich, my son a sandwich, and then I'd buy them uh, whatever drinks they wanted, and then I would I would get like an oat milk latte. Dude, that's a hundred dollar day. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. By the time you go to two sandwiches and three drinks, that's it, like eighty bucks. It's it's, it's it blew me away. It just blew me away at how much that costs. And as a result of that, when I go when I go back into Starbucks now, I'm I'm just ordering a drip coffee. That's what I get drip. Maybe with some steam cream, and that's about it, right? And I don't go in there every day like I was going in there. Now it's kind of a treat, and I say, okay, well, on I, this I, day I, I, and, and this day, and are you using your machine to make lattes now? All the time, yeah. Okay, but I showed you how to do the lattes. Yeah, you, you, yeah, and I'm very. I, Ron introduced me to this this amazing latte machine, and I wasn't I was just making coffee with it, but not using the latte part. Uh, it's 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 so good. It's just, a game changer. It's, yeah. It's so, so so thanks for doing. Any, anyway, it it I know I know in talking to people that have worked at Starbucks, one of the things that they learned through the pandemic is they don't want to be your neighborhood store anymore where you come in there and you sit down for nine hours and you use their internet. I live here now. In fact, their internet in most Starbucks that I go into now really sucks. It's sucky internet. It's hard to stay on it. I don't think they want you on it, right? Right. They, they, they make so much money now just doing the mobile stuff, doing walk-up orders, and I think you're going to continue to see this trend where a lot of these bigger stores, they're going to shut them down. And even some of the stores now that have space inside, though they lock the doors. They don't have the staff to cover it, at least they say. Uh, they don't have to deal with cleaning bathrooms or any of it. It's just either a drive-up or a walk-up. And I think that that's the new model. But to keep people driving up or walking up, uh, you have to continually be throwing new things at them. And it seems like the things that are, that they're throwing at us are getting crazier and crazier. Tell me if this sounds appealing to you because you've been a longtime Starbucks patron. The new thing, and they're testing this out in all places of Milan, Italy, and then they, if it works, they're going to roll it out in the United States, is a new coffee drink infused with olive oil. 
So I think they're calling it the Oleo, so you can get a Vente Oleo uh, coffee from Starbucks. And I've never tried it. I I did try the um, Bulletproof one time, which was butter in coffee. I don't know if you ever tried that. And it's like blended. So you do butter and they did the M. MCT, MTC, yeah, and I, MCT I, I oil. I could sip on a very small. It was, it was powerful espresso version of that. Like the butter very, was a little weird. A very small cup, and, and I got it. And there was this whole backstory about a guy that went to Mongolia and yada yada yada. But um, so the Wait, adding Seinfeld with the yada yeah, yada yada. Adding fat to coffee is they, they're not the first to do it. But the danger for me with this, just imagining this drink. And I don't want to be too graphic here. Coffee makes me do certain things in the morning. And that's part of the routine. If you drink the coffee, you know, within short order that you're going to the bathroom after the, at least for me. And you don't want to add a bran muffin or olive oil to that? Adding olive oil to that mix. (laughs) Like, what are we talking about, man? Like, am I wrong on that? Uh, I, 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 I would just, try it, but I, I need to be right by the bathroom. Yeah, whenever whenever I hear of something like this, I'm I'm not hankering for it, and at the same time, I know why they're doing it. A lot of people are thinking about the blue zones right now. Part of living in the blue zones, living to a hundred, living a great life, social connections, move moving. That's why you know everyone's saying we should walk ten thousand steps now a day, making sure that we're moving, making sure that we're talking, making sure that we're connected, making sure that we're involved in philanthropy. And then also making sure we're involved in with that, giving back, giving back to our families, spending time, and 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 then adopting this Mediterranean diet. And part of the Mediterranean diet, it's it's less meat, maybe meat twice a week, uh, no bigger than the size of your fist. And and I try to do that, but I will take that meat that's no bigger than the size of a fist, and maybe I'll have that over four meals during the course of the week. And then, and then on top of that, lots and lots and lots of olive oil. And in fact, uh, in my neighborhood, they have a whole olive oil store that just opened up. Yeah, and I've been to Italy where you do a shot of yeah. olive oil, but there, there are different olive oils there. <laughs> like They actually taste like something. Yeah, so, so I think what we should do is stay open-minded. Order one. I'm sure tall is going to be like $19.85. Don't start drinking it until you're in the bathroom. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, I got my olive oil uh, cup of coffee. I'm going to go read the newspaper. <laughs> exactly. It used to take 20 minutes, and now it takes me two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 516 of the Ron and Don Show. If you want to get in touch with us and do a sit-down, let's do it. Yeah, Ron at ronanddon.com. We'd love to do a uh, sit-down with you if you want. It's by Zoom. Uh, so you don't even have to, you know, get out of your pajamas if you don't want to. Uh, we'll talk about buying, selling, or investing. Any questions you have, or as Don likes to say, sort of this new emerging category for us is people where we're helping out a family member. You've had a life change uh, with your folks specifically, and you, you want us to uh, maybe be part of your team to get to that next chapter. So give me an email, or you can check us out at ronanddon.com. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is or where it is, but we have a client right now. And her and her husband listened to us for a long time, and he's no longer around. I go see her every week, and I've been seeing her, I think, for the, for the past month because we're preparing her home for market. And I'll tell you more about it when, it when it's ready to go. And she always has some cookies made and a cup of coffee ready to go. And I, it, it, it's, it, it, and I, and I have to drive. and it, It's two and a half hours round trip to go see her. I have to say. Uh, she's in her eighties now and it's, 
it's one of my favorite times of the week. Good for of you. Going there. And and then when I'm there, I was I was I stayed there for uh we were doing an inspection this week. So I was there for hours and I really enjoyed her company. I really it's interesting watching her go through her grief because her, her husband died just last year, but now she is ready for the next chapter. She has, she has an incredible place that she's moving to with like-minded people kind of her age. And it's really beautiful to see the way that she has handled this grief and this pain and also this loneliness, right? Sometimes this place that you've lived and they lived in this place for 40 years and it's out in the woods and it's super cool. And you could, you can see pictures of him, not only all over the house, but on the, a, a lot of the DIY stuff that he did at the house. So you, so you feel him. And she said, when she walks in there, she talks to him every morning in his chair and that he's kind of given her permission to take this next step. And it is such an honor to take a step, uh, not only with her, but in these conversations that she's having with her husband that I actually really believe in. And, and that may sound kind of spooky and weird to people, but I, 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 I really believe in those things. So, so to, to be able to, and again, I'm being very careful not to share too much here, but to be able to be included in that is powerful. I was in another house the other day where I saw where somebody had their last bowl of cereal. And they're no longer with us. And now we have this big house that we have to deal with and talk about. Uh, we have another house we're dealing with where a dad slipped and he can no longer live at the house anymore. Uh, so lots, lots of that. It's a freaking honor. It is such an honor to be involved with these families. Uh, and we are so appreciative, uh, especially when you guys call about your parents, your grandparents, and aunt and uncle. Uh, you trust us, and, and thank you for that. All right. If you need us, ronandonsitdown.com. That's ronandonsitdown.com. If you need Ron, he's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, maybe give us a like when it comes to this podcast. Uh, give us a review. That helps us a lot, you guys. If you give us a five-star review, we really appreciate it. And thanks for sponsoring this show. Mitch at Mitch.Loans, our good friends at Les Schwab, and of course, Ron and Don Real Estate. When you need us, just sit down. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, just write us. Just reach out. You can write Ron, Ron at ronanddon.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show all night on the Ron and Don Radio Network. And your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.